the text the last two weeks. Second Peter chapter two has been speaking about false prophets. We know when we started this text, the Holy Ghost tells us that there were false prophets among the people. And we've made reference to that, that they were there in the law of service and that dates all the way back to Satan who rebelled against God. And the text has given us how God delivers His people because of His great love which He had for us. He's kept us and loved us and sustained us through all this time. He has reserved in darkness the angels that sinned against God. He saved Noah. He destroyed Sodom and delivered just Lot, who was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. And he makes the point the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. Peter is explaining to us that there are false prophets in the church. These are not people who blatantly, the ones he's speaking of, who blatantly attack the church and seek to destroy it maybe physically or in some way persecute the children of God. These are men, Jude said, where certain men crept in unawares before ordained to this condemnation. God did not send them, but God suffers them to be, and God has a purpose in all things of His glory, His delivering us in the great love where He hath loved us is to His glory. He's glorified in saving those he gave unto the Son of God. He tells us about them and of their darkness, how they're like natural brute beasts taken to be made to be taken and destroyed. These people that are in question are people who go forth preaching what they call God's Word, teaching the doctrines of men for the commandments of God. These are people who subtly come in among you and pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ, the purpose being in Satan to take the joy away from a child of God in this world, the joy of their salvation. Steve has taught us that God is love. When God dwells with us, we have love and we have love with Him and through Him and of Him and to each other. Satan keeps this whole world in such an uproar the things that are around us. He deceives us. And this is talking about through preaching. You understand that false doctrine. We cannot state plainly enough how important doctrine is. And Peter, knowing that these things would come, is teaching these people in the church in that day and is taught to us this day how these people are and what they do. They feed their own bellies. They're worried about their own things they want and they desire not giving a care about the children of God or the will of God. We see this manifested today. We see those who are on the TV stations who smile and tell you how God would have you to prosper in this world and to live a life of joy here, yet never mention the Lord Jesus Christ seeking not to better the kingdom of God, but to better themselves. These people are people that were crept in unawares. You remember going through Revelation where it was told to us that they would ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. 
where they would ascend out of the bottomless pit and seek to destroy the church of God. These things are of Satan. Brethren, this whole world is upside down because of the doctrine that's being taught. People are being taught to hate each other. People being taught to do what they want to do. It's, it's right in your eyes and it's right with God, for God does not hear you. God does not look upon you. God does not see you. And these people that's made mention are condemned the lake of fire. Last week we talked about this and we came all the way down to verse 15. These people having eyes full of adultery, they cannot cease from sin. They're in an ever constant state of sin just as those in Genesis chapter 6 when it repented the Lord and made man upon the earth and God destroyed those on the earth that had the breath of life in them except for Noah and his family who God saved in God's work. That's the doctrine we preach, the doctrine we teach. Salvation is of the Lord. That's the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered and bled and died for us. But he's mentioning their state and their condition. And he says in verse 15, these people he is speaking of which have forsaken the right way, the way of God, the way that God commands, that God teaches, the way that God ordained that we should walk in them, the way that God ordained what we should preach and teach Christ and Him crucified, which have forsaken the right way and going about teaching the ways of man to fill their belly and to destroy the children of God or attack it heavily in this world. And they've gone astray. They've forsaken the right way and they've gone astray. Now make no mistake about it. These people are not God-called ministers. They are false prophets, okay? It's become unpopular in this world to tell the truth. It's become unpopular in this world if you're not politically correct. It's become unpopular in this world to stand and say, this man is a heretic. This man teaches heresy. This man leads the children of God astray. Brethren, we're to point out error. And these people that are being spoken of here are those that would lead astray a child of God. They're not God's children. And they're going to, their end result is total darkness in a lake of fire separated from God. They've forsaken the right way and they've gone astray. I'm not talking about a child of God who slipped and fallen. There will not be a child of God taste the fire of hell. The Bible full well establishes that, so let's rightly divide the true word of truth. These are those sent forth by the Spirit of Antichrist to deceive a child of God, to take the joy of their salvation from them, to teach them that they are their own Christ, to teach them that they are their own goodness, their own righteousness, and all these things fall before the glory of God, and the glory of God is Jesus Christ. But they've forsaken the right way. They've gone astray. They're falling the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the rages of unrighteousness. Go back to 22 of Numbers. Begin reading in verse 5. You'll see what's being spoken of. You'll see Balaam, who was a, I would call him a false prophet. I would call him one who worked in divinity because the Scripture teaches that and one who delved into witchcraft, for the Scripture teaches that. Just like 
Just like those that people try to make children of God, but are not, like Judas Iscariot. This man practiced in witchcraft. He was called to curse the children of God. He came forth to preach to people and to curse God's people, to curse those in Israel, to curse those whom God chose, in essence denying God, denying the power of His Christ, denying the righteous purpose of God. And that was His purpose. That's what He was called to do. That's what He sought to do. The Scripture is using Him as an example of the spirit of Antichrist and those who do the very same thing today. These people attack the children of God. I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but if the Gospel offends you, I cannot help you. I'm telling you, we live in a world of enemies. We lived in a world controlled by the prince of the power of the air. As I've told you for the last two or three weeks, we're kept by the power of God unto salvation, by the love of God, by the finished work of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We're given the gospel to feed, to love, to grow, to have nourishment, to know the love of God, to love each other, and to serve God in this world being separate from the world. They tell you come to the world. They tell you enjoy the world which God has separated you from. You see what the Bible reveals them to be. They're false prophets. They're going in the way of Balaam, the son of Basar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. He loved the gold and silver which was promised to him from black if he would curse the children of God. And just as he teaches us what God did with the angels that sinned and with Noah and with those in that day, God sustaining His people, God preserving His people, He shows us through Balaam the power of God. Balaam was going to curse the children of God. He was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. Balaam was going to curse Israel. God had shown him or would show him three times that he was going to bless Israel. But yet God suffered him to go. Sometimes God suffers things, brethren, when you wonder why things are in the world for His purpose. Here's one purpose of Balaam. It manifests to us through experience that God will bless His people, that there are enemies and there are false prophets in the world, yet God has all things in the providence of His hand. And through that, a child of God has understanding through the Lord Jesus Christ of the truth of God and the doctrine that's given to us upon which we feed and have peace in Christ which passes understanding. He was rebuked for his iniquity. He was going to curse the children of God for money's sake, for silver, for gold, for mammon. He was rebuked. The, the, the little ass that he was riding, turning astray three times, and him striking the ass with his staff and cursing the little ass. And the angel, and the angel which stood in the way. One angel killed 120,000 Assyrians in one night. And the angel which stood before him said, why are you striking and cursing your ass? I reveal myself. God revealed me to the animal and the animal turned away. For if you'd kept coming, I would have slain you. He's giving us example of how God keeps us in the world from these things. These people 
were punished by the ungodly. Can I use that word punished? They were afflicted. They were persecuted. And God would destroy them. God would restrain them. He was rebuked. And He said, these are wells without water. You think of a man who lives in the desert and walks in the desert and all the time they're looking for water. They know they have places on the map where water is marked out, where people have found water before. In their doctrine they teach they're, 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 they're wells without water. They promise you a deep well with an overflowing spring. And when you come to the end of their prophecy, to the result of their false teaching, the well is dry. There's nothing there. There's sand. There's no water to quench the, star, the, the thirst. There's no water. There's no spirit to quench the soul of man and refresh him. They're wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest. They're like a small cloud that appears in the sky, appearing to contain water, but there's nothing there but a vapor. It'll never fall to the earth. It'll never water a man. Uh, water a man. It'll never water the ground. It will never cause fruitfulness. It will never cause flourishing. All the things they teach are lies and heresies. Okay, This is the Bible. You understand this is true. This is doctrine. And God condemns These people. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Is that plain enough? The midst of darkness is reserved forever. These are not children of God because there will not be a child of God enter the realm of hell. And that is what is being spoken of here. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through wantonness. Those that were clean escape from them who live in error. Okay, let's, let's, let's figure this out quickly. When they speak great swelling words of vanity, the pride of man, the pride of life, when they deny that salvation is in the Lord, you have your own salvation. You can work your own eternal life. You can do these things denying the Son of God. You see these men, and I mentioned this last week on TV, who covet money, gold, and silver, telling you you can buy your way to salvation. I don't have to dwell on that because you full well know who I'm talking about. We can bring it around to the Jewish religion also. Through the love, they allure, they draw them through the lust of the flesh. Well, I want to be as God. Again, the doctrine which caused Adam to rebel. The day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt be as God's knowing good and evil. Through the lust of the flesh, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. These people and what they teach, they have no ability to recover themselves. They stand boldly before God in rebellion to God and in continence and unable to come to God. Unable, brethren. Unable. It's not given to them. 
to turn from sin. They are not among the elect of God. And through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. Okay, what does he say? What they preach and what they teach to God's children. They're not preaching to the world. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. They're already in his control. These men preaching. They're preaching to the children of God to deceive them. Those that are weak in the knowledge, the weaker brethren that were told in Galatians to support, those that do not fully understand the doctrine of God and they are God's children being spoken of. A lot of people look at this this way. They were clean escaped from the knowledge of paganism or the Jewish religion and the law and they brought them back around to it. They've fallen, if you please, in the way that Paul says in Galatians from grace. does not mean they've fallen from the grace of God. It means in worship and knowledge they're worshiping through the law and not the Spirit. But what I believe this is talking about, what I believe this is talking about, these people that teach these things, I have seen this with my eyes in the church. I have seen one particular person in mind especially, and I'm not a dare going to call names or locations. But you see people in the church of God. And they're here to glorify themselves. They're here to, to teach God's children lies. They're here to live by the law or paganism. They're here to have the money and gold and silver. They're here to declare their self-righteous. They're here to glorify themselves. And they come in and they preach and teach. They manifest from themselves to God's people who are weaker in the flesh that they are God's children. That they are God's ministers. The outside, the way they walk, fulfilling the very appearance, as Satan appears as an angel of light, fulfilling the very appearance that they are sons of God and even the ministry of God. Yet inside, they're evil and wicked, okay? I have known people who walked in the church, as I said, one particular, who justified himself by keeping Scripture, much as Paul did before he was struck down on the road to Damascus and Christ was revealed to him, who would walk among the church, look at me, I'm so perfect, I keep the Scripture to a jot and a tittle, yet inside, as Steve talks about love, there was no love of God within them. And they lead astray the children of God. While they promise them liberty, they're not promising, as Christ brought, liberty from the law. For most of them, 
justify themselves by the law. There are a lot of the wicked in the world that seek to have a God. We see all through Scripture where they make their own gods and overlay them with gold and silver. That's paganism. That's idolatry. Yet they form a God. So they come into the church of God trying to teach God's people that they are a God or that they have another God, another gospel. What's Paul say? Let them be accursed. While they promise them liberty, they're not talking about the liberty from the law and Christ being freed from the law. They're talking about the liberty to walk in lasciviousness as we see in Jude. To walk in the ways of Satan and the world. God's not going to judge you. God loves you. Smile. Love this world. Keep raking in those dollar bills. Bring those greenbacks up here. We'll be back next week, all 30,000 of you. How many of God's children carried away by these false prophets? I said last week, and I've said it before, I believe every one of God's children is born of the Spirit has the ability to join the church and walk with God. But if God did not sustain a remnant, there would be no church. Because Satan seeks to destroy the church in our very nature, being led by men who are sent of evil to teach God's children false prophecies and lies. They're carried away and deceived. They won't taste hell. There won't be one child of God in hell. But they suffer in this world being separated from the peace of God, the knowledge of God. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought into bondage. A soldier goes out, they conquer a nation, they conquer a man, they the people, they conquer, they're brought into bondage of their conqueror. This represents to us, to the false prophets, how that when Satan sends these people forth, and they're not withstood. And the weak children of God, the weaker in the faith, children of God, and I hate to use that word because faith is not weak. Faith is a great powerful thing. But as I said, our flesh gets in the way and when these men teach them these lies and heresies, they fall. How many good people do you know that are so much better than us or than me in this world, yet they're blind as a bat coming to salvation because they've been taught their whole life that God, the Creator of heaven and earth, needs your help or that you may fall from grace. God forbid. They promise them liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption for of whom a man is overcome the same as he brought into bondage. When we fall to that, they're taken into the bondage of the law of sin and death again. For of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, and I'm telling you, I do believe this is speaking of those false prophets who go forth, who preach and teach. Listen, listen. Even wicked people seek a God with a little g, okay? When they have... why? If it were not that way, why would God have told the Israelites to not worship the gods of all the people in the land that they were going to inhabit that God would drive out? If they have heard the Gospel and they teach the Gospel. Jesus even told them about the Pharisees, do 
what they teach, but do not do as they do. They would teach worship, but they would not worship. They would forbid one from coming into the kingdom and would not enter in themselves by the lies that they taught. After they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's the gospel, they are again entangled therein and overcome. Let's look at this in two ways now. I'll give you both the ways people seem to think about it. If a child of God has turned to God, maybe come into the church and fallen away from the church because of heresy and lies, and he's turned back to the things that God took him from, this would represent him or her. But I still believe in my heart, this is talking about those that come forth preaching the gospel, that have seen the evidence of the gospel in men's lives, but they are not able to attain unto it because they're false prophets. They're not children of God. It is not given unto them to know their sin of Satan to persecute the children of God in the world. This is Bible, okay? The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. Because just as God, Christ, hath prepared for us a place, mansions in glory, God hath prepared for them a place with Satan and the angels that rebelled against God. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment the gospel delivered unto them. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, to have never heard the gospel, than or tried to preach their lives after they had known it, after they had known it, after they had heard it, after they had seen it evidenced in God's children how the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, the Jew first, also the Gentile. This is not eternal life. This is temporal life in this world where we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. You cannot work a garden you do not have. You cannot work salvation you do not have. Salvation is given to a child of God from the Lord. It would have been better for them to never have known this, to seen it evidence if they'd never known it. There's no excuse for ignorance. And this is not belittling the gospel in any way. This is talking about men in the world, false prophets, carried about by Antichrist, who came from the pit, the smoke from the pit. What does smoke do? It clouds the air. It covers the gospel. What they preach and teach hides the glory of Christ from the eyes of a child of God. It darkens it. It teaches them lies. But it has happened. This goes back to the Proverbs, I believe, 26. It has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. 
and the salve that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. The dog is turned back. If this deals with a child of God, the dog is turned back to what God took him from. If this is speaking of those who are not gods, then they have turned back to the wickedness. They have forsaken the gospel. And you may not believe this, but it is true. Every man, woman, and child, whether they are God's children or whether they are not, it is held to them to obey the commandments of God. And they turn back to why are we judged even in the wickedness? Because we've turned from the will and the way and the truth of God. All men shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. There's the law of God. There's the perfection of Christ that we will be compared to. They will be cast into the lake of fire. We shall be judged in the righteousness of Christ. For when God sees you in His love, He sees Christ. They've happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. He's eating the vomit. He's regurgitated. He's gone back to the things of the world. This teaches us the filth of what they eat and what they consume and what the false prophet and the Antichrist teaches to a child of God. And the sow, and this is Jewish, this is not biblical. Many things Jewish that's not biblical. The sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. You take the old pig, it dwells in the mud and the stench and the filth of the earth. You wash it, think about their doctrine, you wash it, you clean it up with that man-made doctrine, and right back it goes to the cesspool, to the filth of the earth, to the dung hills, to wallowing in the mire. He is giving us this speaking of false prophets. He is giving this to us, teaching us the truth of the gospel that the living Word of God was made flesh and suffered and bled and died on the cross of Calvary. In this world, as in that day and in that time, there are false prophets. Every problem we have in this world, in this republic that God has so richly blessed, it's all come about because of false doctrine and false prophets because when you're taught you have to help God because He's weak. Who wants a God that you have to hold up and support? Our God created the heaven and earth and that is the gospel which we preach. And I'm going to close with this next week. The second epistle, beloved, I write unto you in both which I 
stir up your prayer minds by way of remembrance, whether they're going to remember Christ. And he talks about scoffers which shall come in the latter days saying, where is thy God? Where is the promise of thy God? We see that today.